Welcome to Galaxy Forum. I'm your host, Melissa Kaplan, and we're here to explore the creativity happening in the LCC galaxy, in our classrooms and on campus, and connecting the work of our stars with our community. We're talking about political science today, the programs of study at LCC, the paths and careers, and why studying political science is important. I am so thrilled to introduce my guests. Randy Watkins is an associate professor of political science at Lansing Community College. He's also the first vice president of the Lansing NAACP branch. Thanks for being here, Randy. Thank you for having me. And welcome State Representative Sarah Anthony, who's serving her second full term representing the 68th Michigan House District. She's the first African-American woman in Lansing's history to serve as state representative. She's the chair of the House Democratic Caucus, vice chair of the Progressive Women's Caucus, and the first vice chair of the Michigan Legislative Black Caucus. Thank you so much for being here today, Representative Anthony. Thank you. It's an honor. So as a field of study, political science tries to understand how politics work. That is a huge charge. And those who study and get degrees in political science don't necessarily pursue political careers, but some do. So, Sarah, your bachelor's degree from CMU was in political science and legal studies, so I'd like to start by asking you to share your path and what drew you to this field in the first place. Sure. So, you know, I was a very uh, uncertain teenager, and as a first-generation college student, all I knew is that I needed to get a job and make money as quickly as possible. Um, I did not know what I wanted to go into. I knew I wanted to wear a suit to work is basically the extent of it. <laughs> but when I was in high school, my senior year, I did an internship at the Capitol for a woman named Mary Waters out of Detroit. And that internship changed my life. You know, that big building that we know as the Capitol where all of these decisions are being made on behalf of so many people in my community and state, I could see firsthand that the decisions that were being made there affected me, affected the water I drank, affected the books we were reading in school. And so one day I, I literally asked the representative, you know, what should I do? What, how do I get a chance to work in this building? Maybe not as a legislator, but I wanted to be a part of the process. And she said, well, the first step is, is maybe going to school and studying political science because, you know, there is a science to the politics that's happening in the building. And, you know, that kind of struck me. I, I didn't, I thought that folks were basically going in and just following their gut and, you know, kind of winging it in a way. Um, but the reality is that there was actual science to it, that there was data and analysis and um, a, a real both art and science to what was happening in the building. And that sparked my interest in majoring in political science. And every class that I took uh, really just affirmed that I know a part of my life's journey was going to be in and around politics. There is so much there. That is uh, what, what a fruitful discovery. And I just, I just want to acknowledge how college um, – how so many people enter college and they might have an idea of where they want to go, but quite often it's so vague and how wonderful it is to be able to 
have those doors open to discovery and to 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 really make an incredible connection such as you did to to discover by being in the capital that that that's where decisions many decisions are made and how they affect you i also um you know what you're talking about the science you are so correct people think of it, it has the word science in it, political science, but people just immediately think of politics. And as you said, I think it's always intuitive or it's, you know, um, you know, just just I'm going to take what other people say and, and merge that together. So I want to ask um, Randy, uh, it's just a you know perfect connection to our our programs here at Lansing Community College in political science. We have a couple degrees uh in political science and international studies, um, I'm I'm really curious how what your students come in, what their expectations are, who are majoring or who may simply be taking a class because it's required for for a different degree. Well, I think uh, as Sarah said, it's it's learning the relationships learning that there is an actual science to the, to the political process and one of the things that i like to well to answer your question most of my students at this point uh don't have an understanding of politics or political science and how they are involved and so one of the things i like to do is say you know you're involved in politics because you get to elect the members of the LCC Board of Trustees. You're involved in politics because of uh, the rate setting of the utilities, and you can elect the mayor who appoints people to the police commission. Uh, so, so you make I, it local. I try and make it as, as local as I can so that they understand they're connected. And then I, try, I, I do my best to show them the relationships that, you know, politicians are, and I think Sarah's done a great job with this, that politicians aren't somebody who sits up, you know, 10 or 20 feet above us, that they're local individuals who care about what's going on in the community and that they are accessible, that you as a student can go to uh, a coffee in the morning and, and discuss issues or that you can make an appointment to go to the office, that these individuals that we have entrusted uh, with, with certain powers, so to speak, are accessible to us. And in, and in the big picture, they're answerable to us. And I think once the students begin understanding that, then some of the clouds that kind of cover or... or obscure what politics is, uh, disappears. That makes really good sense. Um, how, I'm, I'm interested in, in, you know, is a, a lot of discussion, do students actually get a chance to dig in and do research in, in you know, when they're getting an associate's degree, or is that something that, that you know, is, happens once they transfer to university? Oh, no. I, I have them look at, uh, and, mo and all of the instructors in our program, we have them look at current issues, what's going on. Uh, we have them do an analysis of that. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I, I, I'm kind of struggling here a little bit. It's, it's getting them to ask questions. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not accepting the, the status quo, not looking at just 
one source for the news and, and accepting that news viewpoint, but looking at three or four different news sources. So uh, I do my best to just get them to question what's going on. And I do that by having them research uh, current issues, uh, research international issues, research things, so that they have a broad uh, viewpoint. And uh, for my students, the first day of class, both in the syllabus that they receive and in our opening discussion, I tell them my class is worthless if they don't participate by uh, providing discussion. That politics is about discussion and compromise. And on a national scale, we haven't seen a lot of that discussion and compromise. We have seen just two parties bashing heads. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a such a important thing. I mean, what you're really you're talking about is developing, you know, ways of thinking, critical thinking and uh, participation. Um, and Sarah, what you had talked about at the conclusion of your internship that you wanted to be part of the process. Did when you did that internship, um, did you see that kind of um, activity that that not just compromise, but the the sort of back and forth that that Randy's talking about that he tries to get to in the classroom. You know, for me, and mind you, I was kind of an awkward seventeen-year-old when I was doing my internship, and so the extent of my involvement, um, while in my head, was very deep analytical, critical work, um, with also labeling envelopes and answering phones. <laughs> but it sounds um, like an internship. In it sounds like an internship, right? But in the midst of that, I was a sponge. I absorbed, I absorbed the way the legislator translated the phone calls we were receiving from constituents and feedback on bills um, and how she translated that to legislation. Uh, and I could, I could hear her constituents when she would give a floor speech. I could see her passion, and it was fueled by the people in the community. And so when Randy talked about getting students um, involved in, in questioning and plugging in, a lot of that was formalized and learned for me through my political science program. Uh, you know, in college, I was finding my voice. I was finding my own, um, you know, way of thinking, what I believe, what were my core values. And that's why I'm such a champion of higher education, because it's a space in which you can figure it out. You're not leaning on what your parents or grandparents' philosophies were or how you were necessarily brought up. This is a space that you can challenge what you think, what you believe, and in some ways formalize your own philosophy. And while other majors kind of tap into some of those pieces, a political science degree really helps you translate that and concretize it. And, you, you know, the, the last thing I'll say on this is I remember outside of my formal studies, I was becoming a student activist, a community organizer. Um, we, Central Michigan, where I did my undergraduate studies, you know, was the last school in the conference to not have Martin Luther King Jr. Day off. Mm. And it was my first taste of activism working alongside and rechartering the NAACP chapter on campus to say, this just isn't right. And, you know, by the end of my time, we did, we were able to get the day off and, you know, other, you know, you know, areas of activism that we were able to exercise while on campus. 
but by my senior year, I felt as though I, I, I had a decision point and I decided, okay, am I going to have a, you know, a life or a job that was organizing and activism um, or would I translate that activism and organizing into public service? And again, without that political science degree, I don't think I would have been able to really organize those thoughts and approaches to say, I will always be an activist and an organizer, but what if I could use the skills and knowledge and tactics learned through this program to translate that into the halls of power? So it was just a very, um, I think, fruitful uh, degree to obtain in order for me to translate activism to legislation. Absolutely. And, and you know, to find that that was a fit for you, uh, that's a that's a huge discovery. So was it at that at at that point? You know, I'm curious what, uh, you know, you shared what drew you to political science and, and that degree. And was it at that point that you thought, I will in the future run for office? Or was that thought not yet quite formulated? Did it take your graduate work and, and uh, to come to that conclusion? To be honest, you know, I've always struggled with imposter syndrome. I never thought I was good enough to run for public office. As Randy mentioned, it felt like, you know, the folks who ran for office were so on high. It was, you know, 25 degrees removed from me. And I just didn't feel like it was something that I could ever attain. But working in the legislature as a staffer later in my career um, really helped me think, maybe I can do this. When you get closer and closer to um, the, the halls of power, you really start to think, I could actually maybe do this. And, you know, I, I could see myself because I didn't see too many folks who came from my background, who spoke the language, who could translate the issues of low income and moderate income folks, African Americans, you know, union folks, like all the pieces of me, I didn't necessarily always see in the halls of power. And so I kind of looked around and said, if, if not me, then who? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so it, it definitely was a, a slower process. But the campaign that got me really fired up was the Affirmative Action Campaign um, in 2006. And it, it really just it felt like such an injustice that I said, we need more folks in, in, in office that are going to fight for inclusion. Mm hmm. That's that's, um, you know, what you you said uh, about, again, so many things. <laughs> Each your comments are, are rich. The um, imposter syndrome, the seeing, you know, feeling like there's this huge separation between um, the regular citizen and, and those in office. I, I think that is pretty universal, though if you're pursuing a, the, the field of study, maybe a teeny bit less so, but boy, that's, it's a, it's a really interesting thing, and I, I feel like, you know, at, in a college program, you had the opportunity with an internship. Randy, do our students who are majoring in, majoring in political science, do they have any kind of field opportunities to, to get them a little bit closer to, to you know, have an experience such as, as Sarah did? Oh, of course, yes. Uh, every spring semester, we offer a political internship class, and we look for opportunities both uh, within the uh, the capital, 
but we also look for opportunities with, uh, for example, the Lansing City Clerk's Office or the Lansing Mayor's Office. And we're starting to uh, branch that out a little bit and uh, begin establishing relationships with nonprofits uh, because a political science degree uh, can assist students who want to go into a nonprofit uh, area. So we are spending uh, time this semester and in the future branching out where we can place students uh, who are interested in, in the political science area and they have a specific interest in interning. Um, one of the things Sarah said that uh, struck me um, is the, you know, learning to, learning to get your own voice, uh, which I think college is there to do. But when she was talking about uh, us looking up and thinking that these politicians are, are better than we are, so to speak, all I could think of is U.S. Senator Joe Manchin, and he is sitting in the back of his yacht called Almost Heaven talking to constituents who are in kayaks. And I, I, that, to me, is just a horrible statement on, on the state of American politics. And for Sarah to say, hey, I'm one of you. Here's my background. Here's this. Here's that. Uh, don't think of me as, as being unreachable. Uh, is really a testament to how she's been, uh, how she's represented uh, the Lansing area. Certainly, thank you, Randy. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's a great great point, Randy, and it 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 gets to um, the the power of local involvement and having uh, your relationships with your elected officials relationships as you mentioned Sarah whether that's coffee or going to you know sessions that that officials hold on various issues or going to city council meetings using your voice to connect that we we really we can seem so so separate and I I I think you know the example you gave Randy I, I know a lot of people when I say have you heard about this? Did you know about this? Like, I don't want to read the news. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so divisive. Um, it's too difficult. It's awful. Everything in the, you know, and, and putting your head in the sand is not going to make it any better. And so it, you know, I think about, I feel like, but I feel this way a lot about, uh, about a lot of the humanities that, that this is an area of study that is of benefit to, to all, whatever your ultimate, you know, degree or major or path is to be able to take political science to gain that, to just develop those critical thinking skills and understand a little bit about how the world works. What, Sarah, how do you, I mean, in, in, in your contact with constituents, how do you encourage and build those relationships so that people don't, um, Keeps their heads. Our heads are not in the sand. <laughs> I will put myself in that boat. Absolutely. Well, and, and one the, the other shameless plug I want to give for uh, political science is, you know, you mentioned also just being a critical thinker and, and, and a world thinker and being able to analyze and, and, and make informed decisions about the world around you. In addition to running for public office, which sometimes becomes the the thing we talk about, the degree is also very translatable. 
you know, mm. policy doesn't happen if we don't have, you know, uh, policy staffers, um, lobbyists and stakeholder groups who are shaping and forming policies. There are so many career fields that folks can launch from their political science degree. And state government, federal government, local government doesn't happen if we don't have experts outside of, you know, elected officials that are doing the work. I'm sitting in my Capitol office now and I'm just looking at all the government buildings and, you know, I'm, I'm always, I always say I'm the, the luckiest person in this building because I can see my constituents from my, my office window and no other state representative can say that. Um, here in Lansing, but I, That's I just marvelous. want to also tell folks that you don't have to be elected to public service to also serve the public mm. and make government work better for people, um, because that's just not the path that a lot of folks are going to take, and that's okay. Um, but in terms of you know making government real and connected to people, I think you know as Randy mentioned earlier, government is all around us. It's the air we drink. It's the air we breathe. It's the water we drink. It is, you know, it's it's the pothole on your your road and trash pickup. It is uh, the fact that the price of milk and bread continues to rise. It's our gas prices because of something that's happening across the globe, right? So even if folks get off and say, I don't do politics. Well, politics (laughs) is literally embedded in every piece of our life, even if we don't identify as being political people and so often I don't have to approach folks to sell them on politics because it comes to their front door and again having folks who are critical thinkers and more informed um, either through a formal political science program or just becoming more connected I think it helps to always having more engaged and informed citizenry. You know people often think of they think of power when they think of politics, um, and it certainly does involve power. And power is important. Power is valuable um, when it's used appropriately. Um, but what first, truly what first comes to mind for me is service. And even in my introduction, um, Representative Anthony, I said, and and I think this is, it's very common when talking about an elected official, uh, uh, whether it's a board member or, um, you know, city council or a senator or representative, that you're serving. And as a citizen, but still an outsider looking in, it seems to me the ideal is balance between power and service. And so, Sarah, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd love to hear how you view that balance and how you strike that, or if you see it some other way? So, you know, I started off some of the conversation and talking about, you know, in college, I prided myself on being a organizer and an activist. So when I think of power, I believe that all power is from the people. Um, And the moment that people realize their power, um, it holds elected officials accountable. It makes systems move. And even systems that are designed to not empower people have to move and shift. Uh, if people from students to senior citizens to, you know, any and everyone in between, right, regardless of race and class and income and, and where folks see themselves in, in life, the ability for people to mobilize and organize is the ultimate power in politics. 
And so um, that is that is where the core of all of this really stems. And the moment that people realize our collective power, that's when we make government more representative and uh, more reflective of what matters to real people. Not necessarily the folks on the yacht. <laughs> right, right. And, and, you know, it's... It's interesting because I don't think uh, at this point, you know, 18, 19 year olds, I don't think the students really understand that. But when you start getting into these discussions on uh, the indiscriminate use of uh, of power by the police and, and I guess by indiscriminate use, I'm I'm thinking of uh you know, police violence against unarmed individuals, the students will just kind of sit there and they will complain about it. But then it's when they realize that they can elect the mayor who determines who the police chief is and what police policy is. They're the ones who can go to the police commissions and complain about the way they see their police force acting. You know, it's it's translating... The, the, you know what you're saying to you have this power and you need to use it and the the most basic thing that I tell my students they can do if if they like the direction or don't like the direction uh, of their community they can vote they can vote for the person they like they can vote against the person whatever it is that is the most basic power that they have and once you understand that, that everything else kind of falls into place, then you can decide, you know what, I am going to go out and become a community activist, or I'm going to go ahead and, and pursue my political science degree because I want to go into law or I want to work for a nonprofit. Um, you know, it's, it's just probably the most basic way that we as American citizens have of expressing ourselves is by voting. And, and saying we like this direction or we don't like this direction. That is fundamental. And it's uh, a, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that is a big part of the discussion. And I, you know, I think there's, depending on w what kind of environment you've grown up in, you may or may not be as aware of that uh, and the power of that. And certainly, to see it and see how to use it in your own community and to also be aware of what's happening in the rest of the country and um, to to value that right highly. And, yeah, that that's um, that's a crucial, crucial point. Um, we're talking with Randy Watkins, who's associate professor at Lansing Community College of Political Science and Representative Sarah Anthony, representing the 68th district uh, here in Lansing, Michigan. And this has been a really wonderful discussion. Um, you know, it, it, I, I, feel it makes me want to go study political science. <laughs> and maybe, Randy, you'll see me in one of your classes. And um, I so appreciate you both taking the time today to have this conversation. Thank you, Representative Anthony. Thank you. This has been awesome. And thank you, Randy Watkins. Oh, thank you for having me. Certainly. Thank you all for listening. 
You can hear this show on demand and other episodes of this program at our LCC Connect website, which is at lccconnect.org. You can also connect with our guests there. And there is a lot of other great LCC Connect programming to discover. I want to give special thanks to our engineer uh, today, Dedalian Lowry, and also to Andy Callis, who has composed our theme music. I'm Melissa Kaplan, and this is Galaxy Forum on LCC Connect. Mm-hmm.